You are listening to the Lang and Skim of It podcast, providing the long and short of sports and entertainment news for the casual fan. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, it's Devin and Wes with the Lang and Skim of It podcast. Happy August 17th. Welcome to episode two. Uh, we're going to start right off the bat with some news for you. So Devin's got some sports headlines. Yes, I do. Um, so I would like to first preface this by asking you, Wes, in terms of sports or maybe other discussions, but do you know what the acronym GOAT stands for? Um, greatest of all time okay. is, is as far as I know. But Now, quickly, do you guys use that? when referencing actors movies or not so much i think it's evolved into something that it could be used towards anything so it could be used towards actors it could be used towards a recipe like yeah i'm pretty sure people use oh that's the goat for everything now that's that's goaded right yeah, yeah that's that, goaded yeah <laughs> that's a common phrase but yeah i actually am going to be mentioning some goats obviously that's something that is up to people's opinion but um First, we got Serena Williams, a tennis goat. She will be retiring from the sport. Uh, she has decided to hang them up and uh, focus on other things. For real? Yes. I didn't even hear about that. Really? Wow. Like, you're actually talking about someone, like, I know the name. I saw the movie recently. Oh, yes, that's uh, right. Um, yeah, she had a biopic about mm-hmm. her and her sister growing up. Um, Will, Will Smith, Smith was, was in the it. Dad, yeah, right? what, what was it called? Uh, King Richard. Okay. And it was it was a really good movie and it was cool to see like her come up and I know that mm-hmm. she's like a really good tennis player. So oh, yeah. I'm surprised to hear that cuz she's still pretty young, isn't she? 40. Um so it kind of gets time gets warped when it comes to sports. I've seen athletes retire in their 20s. Uh it's pretty common to retire in your 30s, upper 30s. Uh into your 40s is, you know, I and obviously things have been changing, but um, that means you're really taking care of yourself, really taking care of your body, your mind, your work-life balance. So 40 all those is things. late. 40 is late, yes. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it differs per sport. Um, the, the more physically demanding, or I shouldn't they're all physically demanding. The more physical in terms of uh, w- with your opponent or your competitor, um, the more toll on your body, but they, they're all tolling on your body. You know I what I mean? I couldn't imagine retiring at 40. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wish, but yes. you know, not going to happen. It's awesome, but at the same time, I mean, you said you just watched that movie recently, so that's been their life. So Right. It's They've kind been of doing trip- it since they were like teenagers. Exactly, and some even earlier. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough transition sometimes. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very hard thing for them to walk away. So... It's definitely big news. I I seen it all over the place on so many different networks. <clears throat> so also speaking of goats, the a goat in the NBA, Bill Russell, he recently passed away, and something that the NBA is doing to honor what he meant to organizations, players, fans, you know everybody, um, is they decided that all thirty teams are going to be retiring the number six, his former number. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit about that too. So they haven't done, they haven't retired a number very often, have they? Not league wide. No, that's actually usually never a team ha- thing. Per team, yes, per wow. team basis, yes. So this is a huge deal, but 
I mean, just the impact he's had on the game is just that tremendous. You know what I mean? Right. How does this impact players who already use his number? <clears throat> so they're grandfathered in, and I'm kind of wondering the same thing myself because I am not an NBA athlete, but this is right. kind of silly to say, <laughs> but I feel like I personally would, you know, I would change my number. Um, you think so? I, I would, yeah. It, it wouldn't feel right to me. I don't know. That's, like knowing uh, that it's a retired number. Yeah, that's up to everybody else's interpretation. And then pretty much if they have it now, and if they're to get traded or sign with another team, it's going to be the last time they can wear that number. So I, I see both sides because, I mean, some players might have been wearing the same number since, you know, that they first started playing. So it could also mean a lot to them. And maybe they very well chose that number for that reason. You know what I mean? Are there um, any other players right now that are super big that have that number? Uh, LeBron James. <laughs> oh, LeBron James. Has, okay. <clears throat> so I actually, I have not been um, looking into that any further. So, so I, we I don't not, know if he's made a decision yet. I'm not sure what he's going to do. He's often had either 23 or 6, so obviously... Okay, um, so he has another choice. Two two goats numbers, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he plays on the Lakers right now. They have a lot of players' numbers retired. Uh, a lot of great, great uh, athletes, players have been in that organization. So there's not so. very many numbers <laughs> left to choose from. No, and especially... He's going to have to make a new one. Yeah. Especially, 103. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Just go with 99. That's not that common for basketball. Oh, yeah. more, okay. more so for football and stuff. And then... Kind of like I was mentioning earlier, sometimes when people throw the term goat around, it kind of gets watered down a little bit per se, um, but I'm just going to go out and say it. A former Chicago Bears goat, quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, uh, he started the preseason game against the Seahawks this week where Geno Smith was the starter for the Seahawks, um, and those two are in their respective teams in a quarterback battle. So I'm just going to ask you, what do you think a quarterback battle entails? I think you, you lock them in a ring and you have them quarterback each other until one's <laughs> left standing. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, so pretty much in training camp and in preseason games, um, if teams have multiple quarterbacks that are – talented they are possibly new to the team or at least one or two are um they might not know who's going to start yet for other teams if they've had the same guy consistently uh they know that's more than likely going to be who it is but if they draft a rookie uh, or just whatever kind of shakes things up in terms of multiple players playing the same position um so that's the case for the Steelers where Mitch is and that's the case uh, for where Geno Smith is in Seattle um so they're basically they're all taking reps in training camp and in preseason, and they're trying to figure out who's going to be the starter. The thing is, is in that game, all quarterbacks did fairly well. So it's oh. going to trickle into these next few weeks and these next few games to you know, see, see what's going on. Yes, yeah, who, who reigns supreme. Yes. Who exactly. survives. Yeah. <laughs> going Actually, on. there was a, a game yesterday, wasn't there? There was like multiple. Bears game? Oh, yeah, the Bears won. There's one. Yeah. I was in Chicago. I went to the Shed Aquarium, which is like right across. Mm -hmm. And there were so many people like on the CTA trains and everything going to see it. So um, very excited for, you know, just 
live events like that again you know yes. like being able to see people go enjoy what they want to enjoy which is great because there was the game was happening the mm-hmm. shed had a lot of people at it the um uh the grant um music festival happened in millennium park so there's just like all sorts of different things happening so it's cool to see that i like i like seeing people enjoy stuff you know <laughs> yeah that that's what we're talking about we're talking about packed stadiums packed movie theaters uh, you know, just any other live event or form of entertainment. I mean, that's what you and I are going to be discussing. So. Right. Exactly. So go see it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Support your favorite teams. Support your favorite actors, artists. Uh, go support that. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, what's been going on in your world? Uh, time for um, TV movie news kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two main headlines that... I've, I've kind of been hearing a lot about and been focusing on lately. Uh, the first of which um, centers around the HBO Discovery merger. Um, for those of you who haven't heard about it yet, which is crazy to me that you haven't because it's all over every social media. Okay. Um, HBO and Discovery have merged okay. into one uh, company. And it's kind of changing up their whole streaming game. So okay. HBO Plus... Mm-hmm. which it was like a really good streaming service. Uh, yeah. A lot of people said that it was it was probably their favorite. It, it's kind of being uh, absolved into Discovery Plus, and they are trying to decide, like, okay, what do we want our company to, to look like? What do we want to be representative of our company? And so, unfortunately, that means that the, the executives are looking at shows that, already exist or that are in the process of development and um, putting a lot on the chopping block. So they're cutting like a lot of films left and right. We're hearing about a lot of them. The main uh, franchise owned by Warner Brothers and Discovery, um, that that was the merger, was Warner Brothers Discovery, okay. not HBO. Um, but the, the main franchise that we see um, a lot of this affecting is the DC universe so the dc movie universe which already has been (laughs) struggling a lot like you had uh their movies just do not perform that well unless it's batman um they had the really bad yeah batgirl got canceled that was one of the first ones that got canceled that a lot of people are up in arms about uh because it the movie was finished like it it was ready to go and they were just like nope so yeah so this work that these people put in for like I think about two years, oh, yeah. maybe almost three years, um, is just getting thrown out. And no one's going to see it. No one's ever going to see that. That must not happen that often. Not it? very often at all. I mean, maybe for like smaller films, but it's not very often that like a big blockbuster movie that you know that people are going to go see gets that sort of treatment. So this, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to process it. Do you think that might be because movies were kind of slow uh, and, and in terms of being released, I should say? Obviously, they were still it, filming some and then kind of releasing them way later based on when they were released. Is it because maybe now there's so many out they don't think that they're going to do as um, well in the box office? The main reason that I've been seeing is, again, they're trying to make sure that all the movies are represented positively in the company's image you know they don't want to release a bad movie um and so they didn't foresee 
uh, Batgirl getting very good reviews. They didn't think it was a a good movie. Okay. Now we'll never know because we can't watch it for ourselves and decide. Yeah, I think but that I makes mean, people want to watch it more. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of demand to see it now. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's a trick, and they're so, gonna like release it so you go see it. But it's a PR stunt. Maybe? They're they're chopping quite a few different movies and franchises, but then a couple are staying. So like, um, Peacemaker, which was a a series um, that started as a spinoff from the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh, okay. That James Gunn directed, and um, which was more successful than the first one and mm-hmm. a better movie. They, they did a Peacemaker spinoff, and it it was pretty popular, and people were worried that that was going to get canceled. No, it's, it's returning. There, there will be a season two. Um, there's a couple other movies that are in development, like um, uh, the main one that people are worried about right now is The Flash. Okay. Now, and that's, that's my main story here, is with The Flash, we don't know the movie's future and it's not because of the merger and it's not because they're like oh we're gonna cut it it's it's because of uh the the main actor's behavior so ezra miller plays the new flash and um they were in um justice league and they had a little bit of of screen time there so we we haven't had too much of an introduction to their character but um the the actor just has not been making good choices lately okay and uh they they've committed a couple felonies in a couple states and it it's been revealed that like even while they were being searched for by the law they were filming (laughs) with um warner brothers on this on this movie on flash interesting wow and so there there's been some some pushback like oh were you like harboring a fugitive so you could finish this movie (laughs) Um, and the, the company has to make a decision now and the, the three main decisions that it looks like they, they're, they're looking through, uh, the first one is sitting Ezra Miller down and being like, yo, you gotta cut it out, um, do an apology, like a public apology for everything, Mm -hmm. own up to what you've done and then just do minimum press with, with Ezra and then recast later. Like, after this movie, someone else will play Flash. Um, Another one where they just recast Flash and do reshoots. That one's the least likely. Okay. Because they're they're just in too much of the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. the Flash character is in so much of the movie. And it's it's hard to, to do a reshoot when there's only... You know, it's that that's the main character oh, of the yeah. movie. Uh, so it, I, I'm pretty sure recently they've said like we're not doing that one. Yeah, basically I redo the yeah. whole thing. And the last the last option is just to cut it. Oh, wow. and um, because Ezra Miller hasn't seemed to slow down on their crime spree, <laughs> um, it's looking like that one might be the most viable option that wow. might, might happen. So people are a little upset. Um, and confused but um what are you what are your thoughts on that does that happen with with athletes you know we hear about some crimes that they might commit in the in the the news all the time right oh geez yes the biggest one being um deshaun watson right now oh yeah but that's one i think that people universally agree on 
at least people that I've spoken to, um, reactions that I've seen, uh, he pretty much got a very light suspension and people are thinking that it should be more um, because of just his behavior and you know everything that's involved. Um, I think in this case, there's going to be... So I don't know that much about the crimes and the background and things, but I, I see this as being more of a decision that is going to be polarizing. You know, you're never going to be able to make everybody happy, but I think that there's going to be more polarized opinions in this. Would you say that that's true? I think definitely if a movie gets scrapped, I mean, people might understand why, but I think they're still going to be upset. Whereas in this situation that I was mentioning, I don't know of anyone that I've ran into that thinks this player should not be suspended whatsoever. You know right. what I mean? Um, now, in terms of how long, that kind of may differ. I you know, still think the longer the better is what people are thinking. But, yeah, I, th I think it's going to be more polarizing opinions. What do you think? I... I kind of agree. I think that Ezra Miller already didn't have that that much of a positive um, image in uh, to a, to a lot of fans. Okay. Um, as far as far as I can remember, um, but the, the the crime was a burglary in okay. Vermont, uh, which is like, <laughs> why? How are you all the way over in Vermont and then yeah. filming in California? I don't understand. That's and interesting. there's been a couple other like misdemeanors and such that just keep popping up mm, it's just like it seems like they're all over the place doing these yeah. crimes like they're just popping up doing a crime going back to filming so um i i don't know i i really don't know what the the main public opinion is at this point of whether they're like oh we we still need to see the movie i think people yeah. are just like kind of fed up and <laughs> they're like stop yeah <laughs> it's so it's not that hard to be a good person right when the public eye is on you you know yeah so on the other side of the argument let's just say they did release that movie and they're in it now do you think people are going to be you know i guess not boycotting but you know choosing not to see the movie and that's the reason as to why because of them still being in it you know they they apologized and you know did that other things to kind of reestablish an image of sorts but do you still think that that's not going to be enough for some people and that they may have wanted to see this before and now they're not going to i think i think that's that that could very well happen okay yeah because i mean people boycott things all the time for for less so it's it's just like i think we're going to see a lot of people not want to see the movie even if it does come out uh, if it doesn't come out, we're going to see a lot of people upset. So wow. the company has the the very difficult choice to make. Oh yeah, we'll see. I think in in the next few weeks, what the decision is because that that's slated for a, a later this year release. Right. Uh, so they they don't have much time left to make that decision. And then legal issues, especially when they go into court, also take a long time. So when you're discussing films coming out or uh, games being played uh, like there's another player that has a court case uh, Elvin Kamara keeps getting pushed back pushed back pushed back mm -hmm. so when there's not a decision being made evidence being displayed um, things of that nature it's it's hard you know and it's kind of awkward but they kind of just have to keep doing what they're doing 
um, I guess hiding in plain sight. Sometimes movies get released, shows get released, games right. are being played. Like everyone um, knows what you did at this point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's awkward. I guess is the best word to, you know. It's yeah, it's it's awkward. But I mean, at the same time, if if that's the decision that that celebrity or that that sports player has made, right, that's on them. And if they have to deal with the 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 drawback for it, I think it should be pushed towards them primarily. Now, this is a different case because the studio continued filming knowing that this was happening. Yes. Or continued uh, working on the film knowing this was happening. So I think they, they have a little bit of, of uh, fault because of yeah. that too. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Yeah, I think conflict arises and it's bad to say because like you mentioned, uh, there, there's... There has to be accountability, and there's people that look up to these athletes, look up to these actors. Uh, so there has to be accountability, but at the same time, these large corporations, these large organizations, they know why it is people are buying tickets to movies, to games, uh, watching it on TV, streaming it. Um, they know some of these people are the reason as to why. So they're conflicted. It doesn't make it right. It uh, doesn't mean that they should just try to sweep things under the rug, but that's essentially why these things happen. And then obviously having more money, more resources in order to do some of these things, potentially get away with some of these things. Um, also, these things happen, but people are just not under the limelight. So it it's, it's, it's very conflicting for many different reasons. And, you know, this is one of the things where these two are alike. Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to these kinds of things. Right. Um, and then the second news story I had, and this one's a bit smaller, um, but recently you watched iCarly growing up, right? Yes. Yeah. Jeanette McCurdy, who played mm -hmm. Sam on iCarly and then went on to play Sam again in Sam and Cat, has recently come out with a book uh, titled I'm Glad My Mom Died. Oh. And it's, it's a memoir just recounting, like, growing up as a child actor, abuse she faced at home, mm. and abuse she faced in the industry, um, and from creators of shows that she's worked on. And right. there's been a lot of controversy, mostly about the title. A lot of people yes, see the say. title and they're like, like, like you just did. Like, <laughs> you were sitting here and you said, oh. Yeah. But, like, the more you he heard about it, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess I guess I see it. Um, Quite literally, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. <laughs> a lot of people are pushing back against the title because they're like, that's your mom, how could you say that? You know, a lot of people don't, just don't understand. But upon looking at the stories in the, that, she, that she's telling or, or the book itself, um, it, it really seems like she, she had a, a pretty terrible time growing up. Like yes. her, her mom kind of forced her into acting. Um, she forced her into that because she herself wanted to do it, wished that she could do it when she was younger. So right. we see that happen all the time with child actors that like yeah. they're kind of just pushed into acting by their parents. And yes. then that, that becomes their lives. And then you, there's so many horror stories of them eventually going on to abuse drugs or to die young. And, and it's, it's, it's a sad cycle to keep seeing happening and, and for, for Jeanette to be able to write her stories it's, it's a rare thing to be able to see, to have that physical copy of here is the proof of what happened. Um, a lot of it is um, still seen as allegations because it's not technically proved. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, 
interesting, and especially with how popular the book is, it sold out on its first day on Amazon. Wow. It sold out completely. Mm. I actually just got a copy uh, yesterday. I just ordered it. Oh, nice. I, I'm excited to read that one because I'm very curious. But Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, she talks about her time on iCarly. She talks about the uh, um, alleged abuse of the creator of the show. She only says creator. She doesn't mention Dan Schneider by name. Ah. But um, uh, you've seen a couple celebrities come out in support of her. Um, yes. You know, you have uh, Miranda Cosgrove, her co-star on iCarly. Yes. Has come out and supported her and her Good. strength. Josh Peck from uh, Drake and Josh. Yes. Yeah. Who also has worked on a Dan Schneider show has come out yes. with support and um, it, it's it's cool to see the actor support, but unfortunately, there's also a little bit of negative side to it because some of her stories she talks about while filming Sam and Cat, uh, a little bit of resentment towards her co-star on that show, who is uh, Ariana Grande, oh, okay. who played Cat, and that was when Ariana Grande's like music career started to pick up and. She she was getting gig after gig and being able to go film that gig and film this gig and ah. um, record an album and go do an, an award show. Right. Whereas uh, Sam was not, or Jeanette was not offered that same sort of flexibility. She she says so. It there's there's just a lot to the whole story and she's getting flack from the ariana grande stands because ah. she's attacking ariana grande but it doesn't really seem like she's attacking her right it's more so like she's she's just stating the story from her perspective yes when she was there you know um so there's a a lot of controversy around the book uh, i'm excited to read it myself so i can yeah. i can see um the story and and where some of this is coming from but um I don't know if you have any like similarities or, or opinions here about that, but someone in the field who um, their story hadn't been heard for a while and who, who suffered through an incident or through abuse, mm -hmm. um, finally getting their story out there. Is, is there anything like that that you've heard of in sports or um, anything you can think of there? There's a lot. I wish I had more time to read some biographies, autobiographies, watch more documentaries. There's just so many tremendous stories, so many tremendous things that overcome. But in terms of this one, I guess working backwards, I think that story about you know having resentment and just having other kinds of feelings, I think it's good um, because it shows growth. You know, when you're younger, or just at a different point in time in your life, you may have felt one way, and now you might feel a completely different way. And looking back on that, and then being able to tell that how it was, it shows strength. You know, it it's it appears strong um, that you're able to say, you know, here's how I felt at the time, and here's why, and then now now I feel differently, or you know, mm -hmm. here's here's how I feel now. Um, it, it takes a lot of reflection. It does. You know, I imagine like. What if Serena were to be like, my dad forced me into this sport and I never wanted to do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, watching the movie, that's basically could be a, a take that you get is that Richard kind of was like, you guys are doing this. Yes. Um, so I, I would imagine it's probably happened before. Oh, yeah. W working back even further, I think that there is the case for acting and for being an athlete where kind of like you described, uh, parents are living vicariously through their children and then teenagers, adults, you know, they, they eventually do get to the point to 
where they want it to be. You know, they are a professional athlete or they are an actor in films and TV. And, um, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. There was a film that I watched. It was actually in college. It's, I'm going to kick myself that I don't know the name, but it was basically these parents that were very, very hard on their children and forcing them pretty much to do sports and at times yelling at them so bad, yelling at them worse than their coaches to the point to, you know, they were children. They, they, were, right. they were being emotional. They were uh, crying. They were arguing with their parents. It was just kind of an ugly scene, you know, to mm-hmm. see that from parents kind of acting yeah just very unethical uh just not a way that they would treat somebody you know their age or you know an adult as well you know they're just being very manipulative based on the power imbalance of the age based on one being a parent one being a child it was and that claim of fame if you if you make it yes that's always a big one yeah they they were investing a lot you know and often these parents do uh for photo shoots uh for acting classes for um you know professional private coaches uh to be on private club teams things like that they spend a lot and they're kind of just throwing everything at this in hopes that they become uh you know famous or become an athlete and it's it, it becomes extreme in a lot of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think it's good to get this story out there. Yeah, it's definitely good. So I'm excited to read that when it comes in the mail later this week. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll talk about it again when I do. But um, but yeah, there's just you know it's it's good to 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 hear those stories. You know, people should be able to feel comfortable speaking out more often. You know, it, it doesn't doesn't happen that often and and even seeing the the public reaction already you know that um Jeanette's probably facing a lot of backlash but uh I'm I'm happy for her and I'm rooting for her I hope yeah. that you know her getting her story out there offers some closure for her yes yeah totally agree all right with that we're gonna move on to our segment section um but yeah we hoped you enjoyed our first news segment Leave some comments about maybe what what you uh, think about the stories. What else have you heard? What are some stories you might want us to cover in the future? Uh, Leave a comment wherever you're listening. And uh, we will see if uh, maybe that makes it into our next segment. Yes. We're going to move on to our fantasy. Fantasy football. Yes. Or, yeah. It is Fantasy sports. (laughs) And to kick off the football season, we are going to be doing a fantasy football draft so something that's pretty much happening between now and the first game so wesley is pretty yeah pretty much unfamiliar with this format i'm going to do my best to describe it so he can understand and the listeners can understand Hmm. so basically we are drafting players but in this instance we're drafting them from tv shows and movies a traditional draft would be drafting players from any and all NFL football teams, their position and their performance is what is being graded, not necessarily what team they're on. Um, So we're going to have characters from all different kinds of movies, TV shows. Uh, The month theme is introductions. So we are going to be doing shows and movies that we watched growing up characters from those shows so instead of picking from the 32 nfl football teams so so just just to clarify 
when you create a fantasy team, you're not like, oh, this this is the team I want to win the whole thing. What you're doing is they can be on any team. It's just like how well would your team do based yes. on how that player is doing? Yeah, they're... So if I have like a, a Bears player and a Patriots player yep, and they play against each other, but the, both those people do really well, my team still does well regardless of who wins? Yes, their individual performance is what's being graded. So okay. you could have a wide receiver on that team, let's just say, and that team loses by 20 points. Uh, but if they have a good game, then that's all that matters for you. Okay. If you're a fan of that team, you know there's conflict of interest there. But all that's being graded is their individual performance, not their team's performance. They just happen to be on a team. Um, that's why they're playing. That's why you're able to draft them. Okay. But your team and their statistics is what you're looking at. So let me tell you the positions and what it is that they do in order to score. So, typically, you would have your starting lineup. Other formats might have some extra positions, and then you would have a bench. But we're just going to do a standard kind of old school seven starting slots, and I will tell you those in the order, and then I'll tell you those the order that we're going to be drafting in because it's going to be a little different, okay. um, just because some are valued differently. But it's going to be um, relative to the lineup. So. First uh, is a starting quarterback. So a quarterback can pass for yards or pass for touchdowns in order to get points. They can also run for yards and run for touchdowns to get points. They can do other things to score, but those are the most common. Next is a running back. So they can run for yards and run for touchdowns in order to score. And they can also catch passes for yards and catch passes for touchdowns in order to score so they're very and they can also score in other ways but they are very what's the word um diverse in the ways that they can score because the next position is wide receiver and like i've stated for all these positions they could score multiple ways but typically wide receivers catch passes um for yards and catch uh, passes for touchdowns and that's how they score so they most of the time, sometimes they do, but most of the time they don't run the ball. So okay. a running back can do both of those things. They run the ball and catch the ball. Uh, wide receiver is just catching the ball. Okay. Next is a tight end. So they get points the exact same way a t- uh, wide receiver does. So by catching passes and by uh, catching, yeah, catching passes for yards and for touchdowns. The only thing is, is they are... Oftentimes, not always, league's kind of changing. Sometimes they'll be in the slot, but they're oftentimes lined up on the line of scrimmage in a three technique and are asked to block more. So they run, it depends on the offense, but they can run less routes than a wide receiver. So there's not as much chances that they are um, going to be getting uh, yards down the field. But then kind of when it comes in the red zone, they are bigger. They're have a bigger physical presence they're taller okay. they're stronger uh so that's kind of how they differ from a wide receiver so um the red zone is when you only have 20 more yards uh or less in order to get past the goal line and score a touchdown um so if you're able to break tackles or just be taller than somebody and catch a ball that's kind of where their skills and their stature come into play in a different kind of way so you're looking more for like Strength and force on that yes. one. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. 
Yes. And same thing. I mean, running, running backs can be all of the sorts, but there can be um, more powerful kinds of running backs that run people over and break tackles, or there could be the really fast guys to where, I mean, they're just slippery through the trenches, um, through those gaps. And then, um, I mean, when they're in the open field, it's kind of hard to get to them and hard to stop them. Wide receivers mostly are tall and fast. Um, you know, they're running down the field, running their routes, and trying to get open okay. and catch the ball. Gotcha. And then uh, quarterback, probably the most common position. Um, but the yards are, they get a lot of yards passing for a game. So they actually, it's kind of strange. They get less points per the amount of yards. Pretty much it's standard to give a running back or wide receiver a like for every 10 yards it's one point obviously there's so many different scoring systems i've played decimal i've played other kinds but for quarterbacks it could be 25 yards for one point or something just because they throw for so many they can throw anywhere from 200 to 400 somewhere in that range yards per game so they would stack up a lot of points if for every 10 yards they got a a point gotcha. or, so your your quarterback is kind of like an all-arounder needs to be able to throw well yes. needs to be able to run well um yeah yeah let me let me do that yeah. rundown I'm and, gonna the, and then the last the thing sorry uh oh. just kind of they're totally separate but a kicker he's on special teams all all these players play together obviously okay. not in the same team but these are all offensive players last we will be drafting a kicker who kicks field goals and extra points to score points right okay mm-hmm. Yes, so, but yeah, what are your questions about some of these positions? All right, and then so our quarterback's over. like our, our main guy, our most important all-arounder? The offense runs through the quarterback, yes. So okay. The center snaps the ball to the quarterback, and he either passes it to somebody or hands it off to somebody who then is you know hopefully moving the ball forward towards okay. a first down or towards the end zone. So a combination of, again, like dexterity being able to to run um being able to throw accurately Mm -hmm. being able to make quick decisions okay cool and then wide receiver those are the ones that um are trying to catch it from like a distance yes and that's the most important thing they might also run but for the most part very rarely they just need to be able to catch it if it's their own like 30 plus yards yes whatever yeah 30 yeah 30 yards downfield they catch it Hopefully they can continue, you know, get the yeah. ball further down the field. So that they can get downs, first down, second down, yes. and all that. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, get, uh, move the chains. Gotcha. Yeah, And then, first downs. lastly, the running back, or we already talked about the tight end, they have to be your strong guys. The running yeah. back um, needs to be able to just run, run the ball to, to touch down or to, to get distance. Yes, and like I said, some, not all, um catch you know run routes or you know kind of do a little end around type thing and if they're open the quarterback will dump it off to them if no one else is open so some also catch passes okay um, but some are not as skilled in that as others but it's not their main focus gotcha yes not their main focus okay it's just if they have that it's another skill that they have which is a benefit to them and their team okay okay so how we're going to do the order again this is a little more old school um but we are going to draft our two running backs first our two wide receivers first then our quarterback our tight end and our kicker in that order so as kind of 
different leagues come about, the NFL league changes. Um, there's so many different draft strategies now. There's so many different ways to play, to be scored. But we're kind of doing it based on when I first started playing. Uh, these were the most important positions that sh you know, you're trying to fill up first and then kind of worry about the other ones. Later, there's value there later in the draft. Okay. And anyone that's familiar with this and started playing, you know, they could even start playing recently and maybe they just ask people for advice. They'll, they'll probably know this strategy. Um, so we're All also right. going to be doing a snake draft. I'm giving you the first pick. So I've drawn it here. Pretty much you're going to be going first and I'll be going last per se. So pretty much in the middle of the draft, the person that goes first and the person that goes last in a snake draft will have two picks back to back at a certain point. So you'll go first, then I'm going to have two picks, then you're going to have two picks, and I, I have it all drawn out here. So Okay, so you, I'm drafting both my running backs right now. No, I sorry. I will oh. be I will be drafting two of mine. You're going to be drafting a running back. I'm going to draft two running backs and then you're going to draft a running back and then a wide receiver. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So, I see the highlight now. <laughs> it's it really just depends on it, it's okay. Not really anybody's at an advantage because you can pick a running back before me. You can pick a wide receiver before me. I do get to pick some positions back to back, but there's often times where you know there's pros and cons to each. Right. You right. know that's that's kind of why so they do it this way. you might not get your first choice for wide receiver, you definitely get your second choice because right. you get to choose back to back. Okay, this makes sense. Okay, cool. All right, so we're starting with a running back. Yes. And someone who needs to be able to run the mm -hmm. ball and also score and stuff. Um, I think I'm going to have my running back be Eduardo from uh, Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, he's big purple. He's the purple uh, guy okay. with, with horns. He's he's big. Oh, he can run. He can really he run. He can. He can. He's a scaredy yes. cat. Right. Um, so wow. I feel like if he gets the ball, he's just down, and people are not going to want to be in his way anyway. So yes, he's going to be my running back, my first one. Yeah, I would compare him to, let's just say, Derrick Henry or somebody, a sure. big physical guy. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you give him the ball, he's going to surprise you with his speed because he's also just very physical. Yeah, you, you know? wouldn't <laughs> expect someone, like a bigger person, to be able to run so fast, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but totally different at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Okay. Big, yeah. strong guy. He often strong has guy. to run away from problems that he's <laughs> inevitably causing. <laughs> but we, good. we've seen him run. We see that he's strong. You know, some of those might just be muscles for the mirror and for the beach and stuff. But right. At, at least it appears that he's strong. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give him... Johnny Bravo's a, right a pick, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Dang. And then another one I have is Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Really? Yes. So okay. they actually, I remember this, they had a football game. And there was times where he had the ball in his hands and he had to run. He uh, did not do so well. So I, I might be hurting myself with this pick. <laughs> but uh, at least he's received the ball and had to run with it before you know he's right. he's been asked to do it you know what i mean so, so he has that experience <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah he's, he's kind of more of your experienced backed okay you, you know. i guess i mm, 
I don't know. I don't think that's your strongest <laughs> choice, but we'll see what the uh, audience says. All right. Um, so I choose my second running back now? Yes. And then after that, oh, your first wide receiver. I yep. think my next running back is going to have to be... Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. I, th- I think that he's he's a stronger guy. And, yes. you know, he's a ninja, so he's got to be able to run. You know? I would say, yeah. So, um, be shifty as yeah, well. Be, That's important. be able to move around. Yes. So yeah. I think Raphael's going to be my, my second running back. I think he can do it. I, I would agree. That, that's and he's pick. the red one, by the way. Okay. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> the kind of all built the guy. same, wouldn't you say? They're all built the same, but their personalities are what makes the difference. Oh. You know? Raphael is okay. more of like a rougher, tougher guy. So okay. I, I feel like he, he would be a good running back. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Um, so you got a wide receiver Oh, I got to pick a wide yep. receiver. Okay, <clears throat> so someone who could catch the ball from far away. Yeah. Um... I think for my wide receiver, I'm going to go with Yakko Warner from the Animaniacs. Okay. Uh, he, he's the one who wears the pants, like the the long... I don't know if you've ever seen the show. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's a really good show. He... he. So there's three siblings. There's Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Um, Wacko <clears throat> is... Wacko. He's crazy. Yes. Dot is... Um, you know, she's she's the cute one, is what they say. So Yakko, he's got more smarts, so I feel like he could he could catch it better. He'd be able to to have that accuracy, and his his pants. You know, maybe he just like opens them up uh-huh. wide, catches the catches ball in, in his there. pants. Okay, you know? yeah. I think I think he could do a distance catch for sure. That's good. That's good. So yeah, obviously these characters are going to have some different builds. Um, they're obviously not all going to be humans and things of that nature. So right. my next one is going to be also based on something that I remember. So I remember Squidward <laughs> Tentacles oh, no. going out for a pass and catching it. And where I think he might have some advantages is him having extra, I guess, let's just say legs and feet mm-hmm. uh, based on his tentacles. So a rule when you're catching a pass by the sideline is you have to get two of your feet or even your toes in bounds in the NFL while catching a pass. So while some of his other ones might be out in order to go and secure that catch, maybe he can put two of his ones backwards okay, in order to like secure, secure a himself. secure a sideline catch while still being upwards and stable. Okay. So I could see him kind of having an advantage there when doing passes close to being out of bounds, but he makes them be in bounds okay. based on his um, physical traits. I could see that. Sure. <laughs> and then... Another wide receiver that I have, so I think I mentioned that they have to be fast. So, and I hope that I'm remembering this show correctly. <laughs> I have Dante Phantom. Dante Phantom. Da- Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. <laughs> um, For uh, a, a wide, wide receiver? receiver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that would be a good one. I expect him to be able to run a deep route, and hopefully the quarterback can just bomb it to him, and they can really stretch the field. Hopefully, he can get a couple. 50 60 yard passes in there maybe even continue to run have like a 80 yard play go for a touchdown he would fly. get him get he himself fly it, yeah. yes get himself like 14 points on one play because you know 80 yards you get yourself a touchdown six points there so yeah uh hopefully he would have some huge huge plays similar to some of these other deep threats in the league tyreek yeah. hill uh you know a lot of other ones yeah and he would be able to like kind of you know sneak through people too because he's absolutely he's agile okay 
that's a good choice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay, and I have to pick my second wide receiver now? And then you will have the first quarterback, yes. Okay, so my second wide receiver, someone who can catch really well. Uh, I'm going to go with Vince from Recess. Okay. Um, I know I know he's he has more of a preference towards basketball, but uh, he does have a lot of um, a- athletic ability compared to the rest of the Recess crew. Mm. Um, he's the one who wears the, the green jersey all the time. So okay. he's, he's like the sports guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel like he, he would play it really well. He's got, he's got the experience. He's got the knowledge of the game. Um, and, and he's smaller because he's, he's a kid. So he'd be pretty agile too, I think. So I think he'd be able to, to catch it. I mean, with his athletic skills from basketball, you got to be able to pass and catch and stuff. Absolutely. So I think he'd be able to catch it pretty well, and then uh, take it take it a bit further with his agileness. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. had something similar. Obviously, I'm not going to get to that point, but I had uh, as a backup the kid that is always carrying the basketball and spinning on his finger from Ned's Declassified. Oh yeah. I also was thinking, you know, if you took some of mine, I'll pick a basketball player <laughs> to be a wide receiver cuz yeah, they're catching the ball in basketball to shoot or uh, continue to dribble and they just yeah, have different but yet similar qualities to yeah, it's basically that could translate. Take it and keep it going. So yes. I think that I think he could do that. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so my quarterback. quarterback yep. Okay, so the quarterback needs to be able to make quick decisions. Yep. Run. Pass. Yep. Okay, and 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 throw pretty far. Yes. Okay, so that's a hard one. Oh boy, I've got a few that I think could work. Um. Hmm. I think <laughs> this might be um you know an odd choice, but I'm gonna go with Dexter's mom from Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. I don't know if you remember, but there were always those clips where she was fighting that monkey or something. She, Vaguely, yeah. She's, like, pretty tough, man. Okay. She can move real fast, and she's smart, so I think she'd be able to make those decisions pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she'd be able to pass pretty well. I think she's got the skill. I think she's got the stats, so I think that she would, she would be my quarterback, Dexter's mom. And then <laughs> I explained that the uh, offense runs through the quarterback – so they're obviously they they have to be leaders, you know what I mean? Right. And obviously, being a mom, you're just a natural you a leader, natural yeah. leader, exactly. So I like that. Yep. Um, I went kind of a different route, kind of thinking of who's athletic, who's active, who's kind of doing a number of different things. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Auto Rocket because they're always just doing different kinds of things, different activities. Yeah. Um, I was look Rocket Power, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was I was looking at those <laughs> characters. I was like, maybe I'll use one of these guys. I know some people did. may be thinking he's shorter and whatnot, but that's kind of something that's becoming more and more acceptable. Uh, Kyler Murray is a shorter quarterback. It's acceptable but, to be short now. Well, because you heard it here, you're being block. <laughs> uh, you're you're having your offensive lineman block in front of you, and they're typically six feet and above. They can right. be uh, upwards of six three, six five. So if you're um, 510 which is about what i'm at you know what i mean not short by any means but in terms of having people in front of you it's can be harder to see your vision especially for short yardage stuff uh can be obscured but he runs around a lot kyler murray does uh he mm-hmm. runs around a lot in order to have better vision get off some better passes i could see auto rocket doing the exact same thing yeah 
Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I'll I'll accept that. I still think Dexter's mom is better, but you know, right. if you want to take Auto Rocket, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'm first with a tight end on the, on the board, right? Uh oh. Yep. Um. So, big physical guy, but also an athlete. We've seen him play volleyball. Uh, we've seen him swim. Uh, I'm going to go with another character from Spongebob just because I don't have that much <laughs> characters to, um, you know, not as many as you, but I'm going to go with Larry the Lobster. Dang it, there goes I, my... <laughs> I also think maybe him catching the passes with those claws, I, I think that he m- might have an easier time just when it gets there, when it's delivered, he could really just, like, you know, clamp, clamp those things it, down yeah. and just, just, you know, get it. You know mm. what I mean? Dang That's it. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have to pick a tight end. Yes. Your tough guy that can break through defenses or that can be the defense. Um, yeah. I've got two that I'm kind of back and forth between. One I think is kind of unfair. Um, the other Go one. For it. Well, okay. Is it okay if I say both and then choose one? Choose one. Fine? I, choose I'm one and then tell one. me. No, choose, oh, one choose one first and then tell me the other. I'm not going to go <laughs> with the unfair one because I don't think he'd be able to play that well. I'm going to go with Schnitzel from Chowder. Okay. I don't know if you watched that show growing up, but Schnitzel is like literally a rock. <laughs> so okay. I think he, he's a tough guy. He'd be able to do. There's a whole episode where he becomes a tough guy, and he, you know, um, he he's able to 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 lift like this super heavy block. I don't even remember his name, but um, Schnitzel's gonna be my tight end. He's a tough guy. He's he he'd be able to to get it done. I also Good. think he'd be able to take it and run for sure, because. Um, I've seen him run in the show too. So he's, he's right. fast. He's got the the spread decision making. While he can't communicate very well because all yeah. he says is rada rada, I still think he can do it. Um, right. My <laughs> unfair choice was going to be Muck from Bob the Builder. Okay. He's like a bulldozer truck. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I was like, that might not be fair. It'd be and like choosing Tomater or something kill someone. from cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, they talk and things like that. But <laughs> right. I, I don't know if anything from don't know if Bob the fair. Builder <laughs> or Cars is fair game. That might have might yeah. have gotten vetoed. <laughs> might have had to step in as co commissioner of this league. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it looks like you get to pick your kicker before me. Okay, so tight end Schnitzel, my kicker, um, someone with. Powerful legs, you know, real long legs. Um, I'm going to go with Big Bird from Sesame Street. Oh, that's good. Big Bird's my kicker. He's got those long legs, um, and because of the flatness of his his foot, I feel like it'll be more accurate of a hit, for sure. It's not like our feet where it's like, oh, if you just so happen to kick it from the side of your toe, it's going to go way over here now. Him, I think it's just bop right on in, so... Uh, yeah, big straight through the kicker. uprights. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. All right. See, I'm nervous about this one. I know he wants to do it. He has the want to, and he he practices. <laughs> he asked me personally. So I like, know he I? I know he has the determination, but he never gets the opportunity, unfortunately, because of his holder. Um, I'm going with Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> I know he wants to kick the football so bad. You think his desire is going to lead to success? I do. I, you know, he's always trying to kick it, but he's always getting it pulled away from him. I think his, you know, his, his step towards the kick 
and everything leading up to it, <laughs> it looks like he has good form. You he just so? never gets to do yeah, he, he never gets to do the follow through. Yeah. So right. I, I like the up you know, I like the upside, I like the potential that he has. So I'm going with him as my kicker. I'm just worried about his um his luck. He doesn't have very good mm-hmm. luck, so you know that could lead to some some pretty bad games down the line. Kickers him. do need to be clutch. Yeah, they also need to have confidence. Uh they need to have a lot of you know, mental strength. It's it's I would say a very physical, but you have you also have to be mentally strong, uh, not let moments get to you and things like that because right. the game could be decided by you and your exactly. pick. Yeah, and Charlie Brown, he's he's used to dealing with a bunch of crap, so I feel like he could yes. he could take it if he if he ended up failing. I think <laughs> it would be an awesome story, you know, this kid that was picked on and all that other things for trying to play football and be a kicker. Now here he is as a kicker in the NFL. You know how, how great of a story is that? And he helps carry me to my you know championship in fantasy. Um, oh my goodness! So that does it, folks. We have a complete lineup each. We are going to put this lineup on our socials for you all to vote on. Yeah, we'll have um, a an image version so that you can yes. see the characters and who who picked who and what their positions would be, um, and then. When we post this episode, it'll go up with that. So just go ahead and vote wherever you're watching on on uh, Facebook or Twitter. You can vote. Let us know in, in your reply or comment which team do you think has the stronger choices and which team do you think would end up winning the Fantasy League. Yes. Great. So with that being said, we're going to continue on to our next segment. And mine are actual NFL players, so... Do you mind if we just kind of stay on this theme and I take it away for my two truths and a lie? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so we were mentioning it earlier. Some quarterbacks are in a quarterback battle in Pittsburgh for the Steelers and in Seattle for the Seahawks. So I'm going to mention three other quarterbacks that played that are not Mitch Trubisky or Geno Smith. Um or did they play? Um, oh so, yeah, you'll have to pick out which one you think is not on that team in that quarterback battle. Okay. Um, so first we have Mason Rudolph, who is in the quarterback battle in Pittsburgh. Second, we have Drew Locke, who is in the quarterback battle in Seattle. And third, we have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is in the quarterback battle also in Seattle. Okay. Uh, can, one more time. One more, who are the three names? <laughs> All right. Mason Rudolph, Rudolph Steelers, yeah. Drew Locke, uh, Seattle, the Seahawks, and then okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, also Seahawks and Seattle. So I have to just pick the one that isn't a... Uh... He's not on the team or in this battle. They're all quarterbacks. Um, the the middle one. What was his name again? Drew Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yeah, Drew Lock. And you said he was a, a part of the Seahawks. Yes. Uh, Drew Lock. I think is the only name that doesn't ring any bell to me. So I'm gonna say that that one's the lie. Because I've heard of I've I've heard the name Garoppolo. Don't okay. know what he does. <laughs> and I, I've heard Rudolph. Okay. Just also don't know what he does. So I'm gonna go with with Lock. That is incorrect. Oh my you god! Oh, for two. This. <laughs> um, the Steelers do have a third. It is not Jimmy Garoppolo. It is a rookie. It is Kenny Pickett. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, you may be familiar with him uh, for his appearances in Subway commercials. Uh, also, <laughs> That's probably uh, why I know the name. <laughs> also the Super Bowl with uh, the 49ers. He's still currently on the 49ers. There's rumors that he would potentially get traded the, uh, to the Seahawks or get cut by the 49ers and then sign with the Seahawks. But none of that has happened yet. Hopefully it does not happen before we release this episode. Um <laughs> It doesn't seem that that's going to be the case, though. It seems like it's just going to be Gino and Drew Locke, who's actually a real person, uh, battling for the starting spot in Seattle. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so now you want me to, to do mine? Yes, okay. please. So following along the same lines, I'm going to tell you an actor. Okay. I'm going to tell you three roles that he played. All right. And you have to tell me which one he actually didn't play. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. So Hugh Jackman. All right. Famous actor. We love Hugh Jackman. He's great, right? Sure we do. You know, best role he's played? Okay. Um, Wolverine, obviously. Everyone knows Wolverine. And sure. um, so after, after that, he also had a lot of Broadway roles. He's also famous for playing uh, the lead role, Harold Hill, in The Music Man. And he also played... Um, uh, Frederick Frankenstein in the Broadway version of Young Frankenstein. Hmm. So those are the three roles. You know, I'm making it harder because I'm bringing in the theater world. We have a lot of I actors who do go on to to do Broadway. Um, so yeah, the Wolverine. He also played um, Harold Hill and Frederick Frankenstein in the Young Frankenstein, the musical on Broadway. Yes. See, I'm I'm setting myself up to really be embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you know, who actually does play Wolverine. So I'm going to take your word for it, um, <laughs> that that's the truth. Um, and then I do know, I can't think of any great examples, but I do know that there is definitely crossover between theater and movies. Um, so I'm going to go with that one in the middle, Harold Hill. You don't think he's played Harold Hill? I, whatever that may be. I don't think so. Yeah. That is actually his most recent credit. Oh, acting credit. No. He was uh, Harold Hill in The Music Man on Broadway in the most recent adaptation. Oh, no. He did not play um, Frederick Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein. Oh. That would be Roger Bart. Okay. Started as that. So. See, so you're kind of gaslighting me a little bit. Be yeah. like, oh, they are always in, you know, theatrical production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been it's in true. more. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, true. He was yeah. in the Les Mis movie. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and he was in Greatest Showman. You know, he he does have. Um, uh, I think that's where he got his start was was Broadway stuff ah. too, because he he also was in the London adaptation of Oklahoma. Okay. As the lead role there too, so. He, he has his experience. You were right about Wolverine, though. I was surprised that you didn't know that one. My goodness. <laughs> That's I like his been. most iconic role. Yeah, that was kind of one of those where it's it sounds convincing enough. You know what it I mean? It sounds real, yeah. Yeah, it does sound real. So, yeah. man, but we that, don't that know if he's going to continue to play Wolverine in the MCU version. I'm pretty sure they're going to recast him, but he said he'd be open to it, I think. so. Okay. We'll see. Alrighty. So one and one for me and oh and two for you. Yep. We're both incorrect well. on the day. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a chance to catch up still early on. So Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who ends up winning by the end of the season. I think most more of mine are gonna be guesses, but we'll see. Yes. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We hope you enjoyed uh the 
the show and the actual format. Now, this is our first like official, this is what the podcast is oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting subscriber uh, service. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the right way to say that sentence. Um, and then also vote for which team you think would win our fantasy football. Yes, follow us if you're not already so you can keep up with our posts throughout the week and find out where to vote. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, as always, I'm Wes. You can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk. Um, and you can also find my other podcasts on WSkimMilk.com as well as this podcast. And Devin? Yes, please find me on Twitter at DevinLang32. My first article is published. It is pinned to my Twitter and my second one has since been submitted. So depending upon when you're listening to this, maybe my second one will be out. And I will still try to promote that first one in order for you to see both. Go read those articles. <laughs> the Lang and Skim of It podcast is available on all of your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at L&S Pod for updates. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.